last, Russia has returned to the world arena as a strong state, a country that others heed and that can stand up for itself. Vladimir Putin. Welcome to the Revisionist History Podcast, where we set the historical record straight, no matter who it might offend. I'm Paul, and in our last episode, we looked at the issue of President Trump's willful ignorance of history. In today's episode, we're moving to the other end of the spectrum, and looking at a world leader who's systematically twisting history in an attempt to reshape the way his people see themselves, and the way the world sees their nation. I'm talking, of course about Vladimir Putin. Vladimir Putin has dominated Russian and global politics for 20 years now. In fact, if you type, quote, how long has, end quote, into a Google search, the first autocomplete suggestion is how long has Putin been in power? During that time, he's fully embraced the Russian saying that Russia is a country with an unpredictable past boldly rewriting history to a degree that would make even Stalin proud. Stalin will come up again shortly. As is often the case following a traumatic event in a nation, these changes began as a way of boosting national pride following the fall of the Soviet Union. It's progressed over time as a way to project Russian power and destabilize his neighbors. Putin once said that if you don't miss the Soviet Union, you have no heart, and if you want the Soviet Union back, you have no brain. This isn't just a throwaway line. Unlike President Trump, Putin doesn't say things willy-nilly. He means it. He does not want the Soviet Union back because he sees himself much more in the mold of the czars, specifically Peter the Great. So here are a few of the most glaring examples of Vladimir Putin's revisionist history, made worse by the fact that it's the only history a generation of Russians even know. World War II. With regard to World War II and Russia's role in it, Putin has started by simply changing the very chronology of the war itself. When Russians gather for the annual celebration of the end of the Great Patriotic War, as they call World War II, They know the war did not start with the Nazi invasion of Poland on September 1st, 1939, but on June 22nd, 1941, when Germany invaded the Soviet Union. For Russians, the war officially ended with the German surrender on May 9th, 1945, not the surrender of Japan later that summer. There's virtually no mention of the role of Britain and America in the war, with all the focus on the battles of the Eastern Front. One surprising consequence of Putin's renewed focus on how the Soviets single-handedly defeated Hitler is the semi-rehabilitation of Joseph Stalin. Since Khrushchev in the 1960s, Russians have been distancing themselves from Hitler's equally evil twin. But you can't glorify Russian victories in World War II without at least partially glorifying Stalin. Portraits of him have once again started showing up in military parades, 
and streets are again being named after him. In this instance, Putin is revising the history of one of the greatest rewriters of Russian history ever. Another major historical revision Putin has been on selling is also related to Stalin in World War II and explains why, for him, the war did not start in 1939. If it did, then the Russians were as guilty of starting it as the Nazis, since the Molotov-Ribbentrop Non-Aggression Pact contained an agreement between Germany and Russia to invade Poland jointly and to divide both Poland and the Baltic states between them, which they did. The pact was condemned by Russian leaders following the fall of the Soviet Union, including half-heartedly by Putin himself, who said in 2009 that, quote, there are grounds to condemn the pact, end quote. However, in 2014, he flip-flopped and called the pact both routine and, quote, necessary for Russia's survival. When the European Parliament passed a resolution last year blaming the pact for the start of the war, Russian authorities basically went nuts, and Putin went on to blame Britain, France, and Poland for the start of the war. He has since doubled down on blaming Poland in an attempt to vilify, and if possible cause division within, an old enemy. The final major revision of Vladimir Putin's that we're going to look at in this episode is both sad and ironic. The Orthodox Church. One of the keys to Putin's success has been his rewriting, some would say co-opting, of the history of the Orthodox Church in Russia. He's downplayed and even ignored the Soviet regime's brutal oppression of the Orthodox Church and all religions during the Soviet era, and has rather set himself up as a defender of the faith, going so far as to approve of the Church making the murdered Tsar Nicholas II and his family saints. After being persecuted for so long, the church is more than happy to be back in the mainstream of Russian society and politics. But Putin is no choir boy. His embrace of Russia's orthodox heritage is aimed squarely at being able to claim a shared religious and cultural history with those neighboring states he seeks to dominate and even absorb into Russia itself. The Crimea is the most obvious example. But he has his eye on all of Ukraine, Belarus, and the Baltics when he stands up for, quote, traditional values. In a nation where to be Russian is to be Orthodox, this revisionist history takes hold quickly. Putin has also edited out the Soviet oppression of Christianity for another strategic reason. Besides Ukraine and Belarus, seven of Russia's regional neighbors have large Orthodox majorities. Moldova, Romania, Armenia, Georgia, Serbia, Bulgaria, and Greece. With Orthodoxy and nationalism in these areas closely linked, Putin's close relationship with the Orthodox hierarchy in the largest Orthodox nation allows him to build alliances the West can neither match nor understand and extend his influence without a shot being fired. So why does Putin's rewriting of Russian history matter, besides the fact that we hate revisionist history here at this podcast? It matters because the Putin-approved history curriculum in Russian schools has taught an entire generation of Russian youth that Russia, and Russia alone, defeated the scourge of fascism 
and defended the faith against a long line of anti-Russian opponents, from the Nazis to the decadent West. This generation, and many older Russians as well, now see it as both their legacy and their future duty to protect and even liberate their Slavic brethren who are oppressed in states like Ukraine, Belarus, and Poland. Putin's revisionism matters so much more than that of one like Kim Jong-un, who once told his people that the Korean men's soccer team had just won the World Cup, for the simple reason that while North Korea has developed some nuclear weapons, Russia is a nuclear superpower. Combined with a falsely inspired sense of destiny, that is a deadly combination. The world needs to wake up to his revisionism, call it what it is, and battle it at every turn. We'll see you next time. Thanks for listening to today's episode. I hope you're finding this podcast both informative and entertaining. If you'd like to help us keep episodes like this coming, please consider clicking on the support this podcast link in the show notes. It'll help us create more content and go a long way toward making this podcast completely ad-free. Thanks again.